to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Tuesday, January 18th, 2021, in the Gregorian calendar, and the 16th of Shvat. 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Research is out about the capacity of Israel's fourth vaccine, and researchers are telling us something we probably already know. The fourth vaccine was effective against other strains, but not against Omicron. This booster is called partially effective by Shiva Medical Center. One of the lead researchers there named Gili Regev-Yochai says that the vaccine is effective against previous strains, but less effective against Omicron. I say that we already know that because people around the world are getting sick so quickly and rapidly. This variant is traveling like wildfire. The results are just preliminary, but researchers are getting asked in a high volume to share what they already know. The medical center says that they still recommend older people and those who are at risk get a fourth vaccine in an effort to at least lessen symptoms and add a layer of protection should the person get Omicron. As of Sunday night, more than 500,000 Israelis have been inoculated with a fourth vaccine. That group consists of people over the age of 60, medical workers, and those who are immunocompromised. A huge story is unraveling here in Israel about Pegasus spyware, which was created by the cybersecurity firm NSO Group. This group was in the spotlight for illegally obtaining information about thousands of people's lives over the summer. Now, that was just when the story came out. This has been going on for a while. Journalists, politicians, and business people alike were found to have been surveyed with secret software created by the NSO Group. Now the news is that the Israeli Police Department have been using it to track Israeli citizens for years. Kalkalis, an Israeli financial newspaper, reported this today. And our outgoing intern, Alex Schloss, who learned so much with us this semester, actually brought this story to my attention earlier this morning. According to the recent reports, a former Shin Bet official and also Israel's police chief, one and the same, by the way, they're the same person, this person was the first to use the system in such a widespread way. The police apparently paid for the software back in 2013, and it's been used to find information on protest leaders, politicians, and other types of noteworthy people of interest for the police department. One of the main issues here is that Pegasus was being used without a warrant or a court order. The victim never knows he or she is being attacked. The Jerusalem District Planning and Building Committee is advancing the construction of 1,465 new homes in Jerusalem, with half of them located across the 1967 Green Line. The homes are meant to be a part of a new neighborhood called the Lower Aqueduct, and it's right between two Jewish neighborhoods in Jerusalem called Givat Hamatos and Har Homa. Both are located on the other side of the Green Line. Israel occupied East Jerusalem after seizing it from Jordan in the 1967 Six-Day War. That's right, it used to be under Jordanian control. And it officially annexed the territory in 1980 in a move that's still not recognized by a majority of international community. Left-wing Israeli and Palestinian groups are against any Israeli construction in East Jerusalem at all. 
Palestinians see East Jerusalem as part of their future capital to an independent state that they say they would like to claim in the future. Right-wing groups view the status of Jerusalem as the undivided capital of the Jewish people. So you could see how these two opposing views create a problem. Some fear that the Israeli housing projects will disrupt territorial cohesion between Palestinian neighborhoods. The Shkuna, which actually means neighborhood in Hebrew, I thought I'd teach you a word, needs just one more approval from the planning committee before construction is set to begin. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett's coalition suffered a major blow to its draft bill for Israel's Orthodox Haredi community. The bill would get more Orthodox men into the armed service and then hopefully into the workforce afterward. That's what the bill is meant to do. On Monday night, the Knesset voted 54 in favor and 54 against in its first reading. The Supreme Court ruled that the legislation must be passed by the end of the month if it is to become law. So Bennett and his coalition members are scrambling to resubmit the bill before the deadline. The United Arab List leaders Mansour Abbas voted in favor of the bill. His colleague did not show up, however. Some Arab lawmakers criticized Abbas for voting on the legislation, with joint list member of Knesset Ahmad Tibi saying he, quote, never thought he would see Arabs vote to encourage more soldiers to join the occupation army, period, end quote. Tibi also cautioned that the bill would lead to the IDF drafting Arabs into its rank. Currently, Israeli Arabs are allowed to join, but they are not forced to join the Israel Defense Forces. The Druze community typically send their men to the army. The bill proposes a recruitment plan for the Haredi community and service exemptions for younger men who wish to continue learning in yeshiva. Yeshiva is a Jewish school. So the idea is that they should be able to enlist a few years later than the rest of Israeli society in an effort to give them more time to study Torah. So instead of enlisting at 18, they can enlist up to 21. And then the following year, the idea is to open it until 22 and then 23 and have that roll out over time. Defense Minister Benny Gantz says, Quote, the purpose of the proposal is to act as far as possible to promote equality in service by increasing the number of Haredi servicemen in the IDF and by expanding the ranks of those serving in the National Civil Service, end quote. Well, what do you all think about this? Do you hope that this legislation passes? Tell me your thoughts. This is a controversial one if you know a bit more about the, uh, the background here. The Israeli Defense Ministry announced that it has tested a new anti-ballistic missile defense system. The United States, in collaboration with Israel, developed the Arrow Defense System, capable of intercepting missiles outside of Earth's atmosphere. The latest version of the defense, of the defense system is the Arrow 3, thought to be one of the world's most advanced air defense systems. The Defense Ministry did not clarify which version of the missile system they tested or whether it was successful, but Israel successfully tested the Arrow 3 in 2018. The Arrow is just one of several missile defense systems Israel uses in its multi-tiered de missile defense network. The idea is to block incoming rockets when they are shot at the Jews and the Israelis and the Arabs and all of the different communities that live here in Israel and to protect the people. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show, and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. 
Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem that I write myself to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one central link in the show notes, which you can click on, and that'll take you to the page where you too can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check us out at israeldaily.news. That's our website. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at israeldaily.news as well as Shana Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can follow me at my personal account. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. Hillel Neuer a staunch defender of Israel, someone I call a friend, and someone that I've interviewed right here on this show, is being threatened that he will lose access to his social media platform. That's the message that he got from Facebook. The story has been picked up by the Times of Israel. Well, I guess that we at the Israel Daily News Podcast should be making a bigger stink about this because the Israel Daily News Podcast Instagram page has been removed by Facebook but I'm going to give you the story about Neuer first. Here's the story about him. He is the executive director of UN Watch, which is a huge watchdog organization that opposes UN decisions that go against human rights or are unfair, especially when it comes to the Jewish people and Israel. Neuer's personal page has been threatened, and he was told that he actually has been under sanctions for months now, with Facebook hiding his posts from the public. The organization says that he violated their community rules online. That's the same message that we got at the IDNP. The post that set things off for Neuer was an image that he added to his profile of the Taliban gunmen at the presidential palace. This was back in August. The caption says, prediction, Ben and Jerry's will never announce a boycott of the Taliban. Now, this was a play on the current events at the time when ice cream company Ben and Jerry's chose to stop their contract with the West Bank ice cream branch. The idea was to boycott Israel. That caused a really big kerfuffle, I may, if I may. Neuer says that his posts were being hidden from the public on Facebook and that similar content has been just fine on Twitter. He has a petition where he's gathering support to keep his page from getting taken down. You can find that online in the Times of Israel article. Last night's Sunset series was a hit. We had Rabbi Sharon Shalom he was great. He spoke to us in a third language. His first language is Amharic. He speaks Arabic. He speaks Hebrew. And he spoke to us and our community last night in English. He had a whole presentation. He talked to us about what it is like to be an Ethiopian Jew and all of the comments that he's faced throughout his life and the anti-Semitism and people disbelieving his Judaism. And he also made a lot of jokes. A lot of people showed up for him I wore my mask the entire time in an effort to protect myself and others from COVID-19. Our turnout was good for a very cold night here in Tel Aviv. And not to mention that nearly the entire city is sick or in isolation out of fear that they could be sick. Now I'm going to give you the update on COVID. Quarantine for vaccinated individuals who have COVID-19 is now officially just five days long. As of Wednesday, so that's tomorrow... The coronavirus carrier must have two negative tests and no symptoms if they want to leave isolation on day five. The change was approved by Health Ministry Director General Nachman Ash. 
What you have to do is use an at-home testing kit on the night of the fourth day of quarantine. And then on the fifth day, if you have no symptoms and you take a second negative test, you can leave. If you are not vaccinated and under 60 years old and you get exposed to someone who has COVID, then you're meant to isolate for five days and take a test at the end of the isolation period. Prime Minister Bennett says that the high number of infected people who are in isolation is creating a burden on the economy and that the reduction in isolation days would protect the health of the public and allow for economic activity. Apparently, Israel has actually not even peaked yet with the number of infections. Despite so many are already ill or isolating, there's more to go, Israel. The first three days of COVID are supposed to be the most contagious, and officials are making it possible to get a PCR test only if you have a positive antigen test. That's the rapid test. They say that's because a PCR test is so thorough that it could actually pick up tiny bits of the virus, even if it's been left over in your system from the past, and even if that person has already recovered. Don't forget that tomorrow I'm interviewing the CEO of the ADL or the Anti-Defamation League. His name is Jonathan Greenblatt. I'm very excited about it. And we're going to be discussing anti-Semitism in America, especially after the hostage synagogue takeover in Texas that happened just days ago. I'll be asking him, where are the Jews supposed to go? Is everyone supposed to be coming here to Israel? He's going to be talking about his new book called It Could Happen Here. I don't think I have to tell you what that is talking about. So join us at Shanna Fold. Again, the Israel Daily News podcast Instagram page has been removed, potentially due to anti-Semitism or anti-Israel sentiment online. Nevertheless, I am roaring ahead with my personal page. So follow me at Shanna Fold. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-F-U-L-D. I'm going to be doing the interview there at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's 6 p.m. in Israel. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Tuesday, January 18th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 8 degrees Celsius and a high of 15 degrees. That's 47 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 59 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I also usually add a few personal anecdotes or professional highlights to the newsletter. You can sign up for this on our website at israeldaily.news. The site is functional, but it will be replaced by something that we're working on. Keep an eye out for that. Thank you to Alex Schloss for today's news stories and Michelle Milner for her social media work. I'm going to send you off today with a brand new song for us here at the Israel Daily News podcast called Guitar Guy by Mayor Malik. I saw his profile on Instagram, saw that he was a Jewish singer, and reached out to him. We've been in touch ever since. Enjoy his tune, and have a great and productive day. We walked into the river Knees held higher than your heart fell Never did I see And it took me for a ride
into my car Distance makes the 